the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, from the rooftop of the Rockies, it's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn. Hey, all right. Welcome to Hour 2. It's Backbone Radio, live and local. On your local talk leader, 710 KNUS Salem, Denver. What is it today? It's August 13th, 2023. And I'll tell you what, big treat, big excitement here. We have a chance to say hello to a Colorado country star here. And we do happen to share the same, the same grandparents. And Claire Dunn... Claire Dunn was uh, just recently playing, I believe, at the Arapahoe County Fair. And does that line up, Blake, or do I need to press that button there? Okay, bring that up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Claire Dunn, we've been playing Claire's music all through the first hour of the program. We've been playing it for years around here, and my kids have it all memorized. <laughs> but without further ado, Claire Dunn, thanks for joining Backbone Radio tonight. Oh, thank you guys so very much for having me. It's an honor, and I'm just uh, proud to be here, so thank you. Well, you bet, and we'll get a minute uh, in a few to talk about the Duval Family Fundraiser that you're uh, participating in uh, here in a couple of weeks, but a lot of the listeners around here will know who you are and know your name, and they will actually know your music for a lot of years of us playing it (laughs) when you put out some new stuff. Sometimes we'll play some of the stuff a few years back, but some folks just might want to know, Claire, a bit uh, a bit about your background and, you know, how you move out of a, a ranch in southeast Colorado and head off to Nashville and, and make it big. What's, what's all that like? Well, um, a lot of hard work, a lot of grit and determination and just um, mainly a joy and a passion for music. And, uh, so, you know, I like you said, I grew up on a farm and ranch in southeast Colorado, and um, it was a great way to grow up. It was, you know, uh, just the perfect way, in my opinion. You know, I, I learned so much and have so many great memories uh, being in this part of the world. And it really prepared me to, to go out into the, the ocean, so to speak, yep. and see if I could swim. And so I, um, <clears throat> I moved to Nashville. And that's kind of where everything started for me. I uh, graduated college and got my first publishing deal uh, shortly thereafter. And um, kind of the rest is history. So um, really grateful for all the success I've had and, and really grateful for everybody supporting supporting me back home. And, well, you uh, bet. It's very, you. very fun and exciting to be watching here over the years. And, and since you were a little kid, I mean, you've always been singing and when did the songwriting start to happen, or does that go back to early childhood even? Well, I think um, growing up driving tractors and listening to the radio all day is a great, is sort of a great schooling in a way of songs because you you kind of have nothing else to do but memorize songs, and so you get the feel for them. So I didn't know it at the time, but 
that was a good prep for me. And um, <clears throat> when I moved to Nashville, it just, the puzzle kind of came together somewhat, uh, I guess, more easily than it would have without having all those years of, you know, sitting alone in a tractor cab. Songs just made sense and the structure made sense. And I guess you, you know, you listen to them for hours and hours on end that it, it kind of just helps um, make a clear roadmap for you. But I didn't really start writing songs till I moved to Nashville. And I was really grateful. I, one of my mentors uh, and dear friends is a guy named Tom Schuyler. And uh, if you get bored, you know, Google him, T-H-O-M-S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he wrote 16th Avenue for Lacey J. Dalton. If you've ever watched the show Nashville and you see the Bluebird Cafe, Tom was one of the four songwriters who put the Bluebird Cafe on the map with this style of performance called In the Round, where songwriters would sit in a circle and play their songs. And so I was really grateful. He took me under his wing and, and sort of got me started on the path of songwriting. And I would I think the biggest thing that he encouraged me to do and that really left a mark on me and I think is a true sign of his genius is he just wanted he wanted his students and everybody who learned from him to write songs the way you write songs you know he never pushed on us that hey this is the way songs are written and if you don't do it like this you know you're you're not doing it right he gave us a a general you know a, a wide a wide lane of guidelines and then let us fill in the blanks you know with our own creativity so i uh, i really couldn't have asked for a better mentor in that regard and uh well so you I, bet I and I think you know a lot of a lot of folks head out to Nashville, and uh, but not all that many of them are actually songwriters. Do you know what the ratio yeah. is there? I mean, I think that's what can really set people apart is when you show up there and you write your own stuff, and you perform yeah. your own stuff. Uh, is is it a kind of a lower percentage that are the songwriters as well? Well, there's a there's a lot of different, um, I guess, kinds of songwriters. You know, there's there's a co there's a thing called co-writing. And so, you know, there's, you can be, um, you know, a, a new songwriter and you can learn on the fly from, from other older songwriters. And, and that was, has been, you know, very popular. So I do think there's a lot of people starting to write now more than ever because, um, because it is so accessible, but you know, it's, it's pretty common, but then again, there's definitely in Nashville, those songwriters that sort of stand out above and beyond the rest, you know, who are just true craftsmen but um i think it's great you know that there's more and more songwriters that people can you know have all kinds of different viewpoints you know to bring into a song you bet exactly and by the way when you're talking about sitting in the tractor listening to am country music you weren't mentioning uh klmr 920 were you the torch of the high plains <laughs> was that one of them oh yes we listen to any station we can okay. get 920 yeah. 935 uh 105.7 there was we one up in nebraska to... somewhere that sometimes yeah. uh we could get and we could we tuned in denver stations we tuned in 710 and depending on where we were or how good the radio was <laughs> you know in the tractor <laughs> yeah right on 710 that's music to my ears and that's right i have to say you know i spent a little time uh, working with your father down there sitting on a tractor doing a few things trying to be useful um and hopefully i at least somewhat <laughs> was you know on on some days down there yes, but uh absolutely. but now you um 
uh, and this is not an embarrassing question, but you've had a, a few CMT videos, right? I believe I, I've seen Tuxedo. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and, and what can you just tell us about some of your, you know, you, have you had some on the, the top of the charts or like, uh, you know, top, uh, top hits kind of thing? We played Tuxedo in the last hour. We played Salt and Lime. We played Old Hat. And by the way, Old Hat, I was just, that, that is like one heck of a song, Claire, I got to say. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can't thank listen you. to that without, uh, without like a, wanting to grab a Kleenex or something. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it just tears you up inside. But well, what can you tell well, us about that? I, yeah, your, your chart history just a little bit. I mean, uh, I feel very lucky. I mean, every video that we've ever <clears throat> released, our friends at CMT have played it. Um, you know, I haven't, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of the last one, Holding Out for a Cowboy. Um, you know, we've had a lot of success on the charts, uh, several top 40 hits. Right on. Um, you know, we just put out some new music, uh, that we're all very excited about and, uh, just can't wait to see where that goes as well. Right on. I've listened to Colorado and I've listened to Legends and I've listened to Out of the Blue and, uh, actually maybe, uh, next segment I might just play a little snip of, uh, Legends. I believe we have that potted up, right? Uh, Blake, by the way, um, of all things, my producer's name is Blake, which is interesting. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, just just to tip this, were you at Arapahoe County uh, Fair recently playing? I, yeah, I was there. I was at um, Larimer County Fair. Uh, we played the Alamosa Roundup this year. Um, wow. So, and do you have yeah, a we just, band or is it kind of you up there with your guitar or how does how does that work? You know, we do uh, all different styles of performance, depending on what the venue uh, sort of has in mind. But, yep, I have a band, and we mostly play full band dates. But if somebody wants me to come play acoustic, I'm not going to turn it down. So, um, <laughs> Right on. We travel, we travel quite a bit, and we're all usually just home long enough to do laundry and, and uh, pay bills and, and go on back out. Back on the out road. on the road. And we're heading into the first break here, but uh, is, can we just uh, mention a website uh, people can find out about your music? Yes, clairedone.com and then clairedone.com slash benefits. And it's C-L-A-R-E, not with the I, so C-L-A-R-E-D-U-N-N. All right. That's hey, right. great chat. When we come back, we'll talk a bit about the Duvall Fundraiser. Might play a little bit of Legends as well, talking to Claire Dunn. Be right back. On your radio, smartphone, or smart speaker, News Talk 710, KNUS. Welcome back to Backbone Radio as we listen to No Wrong Way by country music star Claire Dunn, who happens to be chatting with us right here and now. And I'll go ahead and bring Claire back up. But thank you for taking time to drop in, Claire. We uh, love to have the chance to say a little hello. And I would just say sometime if you're passing through town and you happen to have a guitar in your car, We'd invite you in and, you know, play a little music up here uh, oh, for, the, for the audience. And maybe even uh, if it's a weekday, I could talk to one of the, one of the weekday people. Uh, that we, we'd love to, you know, hear a little 
and I've had a bunch of text to studio people saying, uh, "Wow, what a great voice!" And I'm you never hear. I'm sure you hear that all the time. But anyway, <laughs> they're they're <laughs> texting that right in and. Well, I appreciate every single time anyone says that, you know, you just never want to take that for granted. So thank you guys so much. You bet. you bet. I'm there. You guys say the word and I'm there. You bet. And uh, it is hard work, isn't it? It's hard work. You go to Nashville and it's, uh, it's just not, uh, not totally easy every day, I would imagine, right? You got to keep after well, it pretty hard. You know, there's one or two occupations that uh, are definitely a little bit harder, um, Anything to do in agriculture these days, I would say, is a bit of a harder gig, and digging ditches is a, a lot harder gig. So, you know, I'm I'm so grateful to get to do what I do. And uh, <laughs> you, you bet, know, it's a vacation. As long as I don't have to be, you know, driving a tractor 24 hours a day, I'm 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 a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> I I hear you, and I I know at least a little bit about that. That's but, right. But Absolutely. Now you um you're gonna be uh headlining a little uh, event um, that's a, a very important event for John and Myrna Duval, which is a family you've known and you know a lot of the Duns have known from down in southeast Colorado. And on June 23rd, they just you know got hit by a tornado, lost everything they owned. And I'm just reading this from a, from a news story here. All the barns, corrals, equipment, vehicles, some livestock, eight of their nine dogs, and uh, the community is really coming together to do a, a benefit for the Duvals on September 2nd. Okay, and what, what can you tell us about that? And so, so glad you're a part of that, Claire. Well, thanks. I feel like I'm the smallest part of it, you know. The community down here has totally surrounded the Duvals with <clears throat> so much, you know, goodness. And uh, even from the next day, you know, the entire community or, or so many people we're out there helping dig through the rubble, uh, my parents being two of them. Um, and our retired district judge, Stan Brinkley, was another one of them. And Stan just saw the devastation as, as well as everybody did. And he just said to my mom, do something for these people. And, you know, Stan is a very respected judge and was never really able to be involved in the community on a, you know, any sort of a deep level besides his job. And and he just said, what do you think about a, a, a benefit concert? He, he just told her, I, I hear that, you know, you have a, a daughter who is uh, in Nashville, and what do you think? And I think everyone was thinking the same thing. And she just said, yeah, I talked to her about it this morning, and um, we're all in. And and uh, so it, it's just been a such a, a wide and far-reaching effort by everybody here in southeast Colorado and and. And we're just so grateful. It, it's even reaching up into the Denver area with your guys' support and the Colorado Springs area and Pueblo. And uh, so we are just so thankful uh, for everybody rallying around the Duvals. And it's going to be September 2nd. Uh, the festivities start at 4 p.m. We're, we're going to have a beer garden. If you, if you choose to indulge, you'll have that there at 4. Your ticket includes a free barbecue dinner, and that starts at 5. Then at 6.30, we start the live auction. We have a lot of great items donated. My friends at Fender Guitars have donated a, a brand-new, amazing uh, Fender Telecaster. Ooh, I'm going nice. to be donating mm-hmm. one of my collection guitars, uh, Montana Silversmith buckles that are custom engraved. So everybody show up early, and then the, the concert will follow right after the live auction. So, you know, and, and just the story of Johnny and Myrna's survival 
has really been a, a breathtaking story to learn about. And we've, we were going to prepare a video for everyone to watch prior to the concert so that people can see why we're doing this and where their money is going to go to. No one is taking a dime. We have to cover expenses, of course. Um, you know, we have to cover lighting and sound and production sure, and sure. things like that. But no one is taking a dime. No one's getting paid. I'm not getting paid. And we're all just every dime of this goes to the Duvals. And, you know, as you know, most people in agriculture are underinsured. And what the Duvals have built over 30 or 40 years of their life, um, you know, it, it's quite a good chunk of change to replace these days. So uh, we just appreciate everybody um, donating. And we have a donation link on the website, done.com slash benefit. Uh, every dollar counts, even if you can only donate five bucks. And it looks like uh, your voice might be getting a little garbled, might be a cell reception thing, and um, but can, oh. you might be back. Can you can you say that one more time, that information on the, the website there, real quick, Claire? Can you hear me now? Yeah, um, that's pretty good, pretty good. It's clairedone.com slash benefit. Click to it, and there is a donation uh, link there. And uh, every dollar counts. We just appreciate it. Even if you can only give five bucks, we appreciate it so much. Yep. And the Duval family has been there a long time. And I remember uh, eating a few times in the, they had a restaurant for a little while in the little town of Grenada, which uh, yes. I have to say is still the best steak I've ever had in Grenada. Um, yes, was, uh, From the Duval, uh, Duval restaurant. And apparently when that tornado hit, they were at home. Is that right? And they had yes. to they had to head down to the basement, and they they made it through, but uh, not yeah. much else did, huh? No, they were really the only three to truly survive. And um, Johnny was out fixing a water gap, and he saw it coming. It, it it had shifted directions all of a sudden, and he watched it shift, and he thought, "Oh my word, that's headed for my house." So he got in his pickup and raced as fast as he could, slipping and sliding in the mud. It was raining. And as soon as he walked in the door, he just said, Myrna, we got to take cover. And she said, I know. The weather service had called their landline, of all things, and they never answer their landline anymore, she said. But she thought she would pick up this one time and just see what was up. And it was uh, a gentleman named Mike from the National Weather Service. And he just said, you know, Miss Duval, you need to take cover now. And they did. And, and uh, they, as soon as they got down to the basement, it hit. And it took everything but their lives. You bet. Boy, that is a close call, and it's maybe kind of a kind of a nice deal to get a like a personal phone call from the National Weather Service. I never heard of that before, but it sounds like yeah. somebody somebody alert uh, working for the National Weather Service called him up and said, uh, "Hey, it's coming. What yeah, a deal! We've we've learned so much um, just in the education of, of tornadoes and how the National Weather Service acts." And um, we actually are interviewing uh, Mike from the National Weather Service, his boss, and also a storm chaser that witnessed this whole thing. And, and uh, the National Weather Service, you know, I think it depends on the storm and the person working. But Mike went, Mike went above and beyond. And, and as to, I, to my knowledge, that is the way the National Weather Service tries to warn anybody they can. If they can find a phone number and they see that you're in the line of sight of destruction, they do everything they can. So uh, well, that is pretty I've impressive. So okay, well, I guess we're coming up on the on the half hour mark. But I just want to say, Claire Dunn and ClaireDunn.com, dot com, C L A R E D U N N dot com. 
our own Colorado country star. I just hey, thank you for uh, for being a part of that the Duval fundraiser. Very important there, and, and thanks for just sharing a bit about you and your background with uh, the Backbone Radio audience here. And Claire, we'd love to have you come by sometime and play some music. So I might just say to be continued. But Claire, That's thanks right. a lot. Thank you, Matt, for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. We'll be in touch. And after this, be right back. Listen to podcasts of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at 710knus.com. Coming in with another song from Claire Dunn, yes. Great interview, getting a lot of um, text to studio, and one of them, Dot, great interview with your cousin. And another, uh, heard the mention of Storm Chaser, wondered if there might be a video on YouTube. Holy cow, I guess maybe there is a video on YouTube, though I have not seen it. Regarding, uh, you know, what happened to the the great Duval family. Nicest people you'll ever meet or ever know down in southeast Colorado who uh, got, got hit by a hurricane, took out, you know, a small family farm. They've been working at it for decades. And I think it's just what a, what a good thing to see the community rallying around the Duval family. And there's that Duval benefit concert and gathering and that's coming up on September 2nd, going to be in Lamar, Colorado. And I know we have a pretty broad reach here at 710KNUS. But if you're anywhere near the vicinity of Lamar on September 2nd, why not show up there and meet the Duvals? And there's been, I guess there's an awful lot of sponsors. I guess uh, dozens of dozens of sponsors are signing up to help out, including, I believe, even Coors. Coors is helping out with the Duval uh, Benefit Concert. So, heck of a deal. And for, uh, for yeah, Claire Dunn, the website, C-L-A-R-E-D-U-N-N.com. And, yes, uh been playing Claire's music for quite a few years around here. And, you know, she's just a young, upstart country singer, but been uh, been a few years of, of cranking out the hits and writing, writing the tunes at any rate. And, yeah, yeah. Spent a little time uh, on a tractor down in that area, working with her father, my uncle, and again, sort of a you know more of a city kid up here out in the suburbs, but uh, learning my way around uh, you know some big heavy equipment, <laughs> and and uh, you know that like I say, people wonder why do you play uh, so much country music on your on your show? Why do you why do you play all that? well some of it. There I was, sitting out on a tractor, and the only station I could get on the tractor was AM920, KLMR, the blowtorch of the high plains, and they played country music all day long, all night long, every day, and that's all there was. That was before there was satellites and the tractors, you know, satellite radio and all that. And so, uh, you know, for me, just uh, very exciting times. Uh, to be out there in, uh, in part of my childhood, you know, before I headed off to uh, dental school and, you know, all the rest of it. At any rate, uh, ClaireDunn.com and uh, plays around uh, Denver here and there. And I uh, was just, yeah, at the Arapahoe County Fair 
which uh, which I had a bunch of people tell me about. You know, say, hey, your cousin's playing at Arapahoe out in Aurora. And so, anyway, great. So, and thanks for all the, the nice feedback here. Um, great show, as always. Another text to studio. Been listening for years. Um, also, great interview with Claire. My friend Sherry and I saw her at the Arapahoe County Fair and CMA Fest in Nashville before that. So, hey, that's pretty, that's pretty wonderful. Thanks for checking in. And I guess I better get to the phone lines here in just a moment, but shouldn't I do one, one like little vignette of some kind? But uh, sometimes when I get started on a vignette, then you, there's no stopping me. I mean, that, that ball just gets rolling, and I, the cylinders start firing, and pretty soon I've like, I'm just going, and nothing's going to stop me. So um, who, who, uh, who do we have here? I can't see. Uh, oh, that's right. Jim in Littleton. Let's say hello to Jim in Littleton. Welcome, sir. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Doing fine. Glad you're on board. Ah, great show. Hey, listen, I was wondering, and was pretty much up on stuff. I don't know if you had a chance to read about, hear about the report from Gateway Pundit. On the about Michigan? That went up and, yes. Did you read that? Um, I did. And it looks pretty yeah. damning, doesn't it, Jim? It looks like our, our structures in place, i.e. the FBI, is in is actually in cahoots because they took over the case and did nothing. And apparently Bill Barr maybe knew something about what was up in Michigan, but hid that information from Trump. But I have not, you know, I wouldn't consider myself the expert. And I do sometimes have a certain arm's length view of what Gateway Pundit says. But I have seen one Mm -hmm. commentator after another, after another, very respected individuals who I who I think very highly of their integrity. And they're saying Gateway Pundit has nailed it. Gateway Pundit has got a smoking gun here on election fraud in Michigan in particular. But this organization that was, you know, paid by the Democratic Party to do the election fraud uh, was in multiple states. And so people need to know about this. Say say that one more time, Jim. One more time. GBI strategy. Okay. And actually, they got money from the Biden campaign as well. Okay. Directly from Biden's campaign funded this thing. So, you know, not only it's out, it's roughly $5 million they got. That's an astronomical amount of money to try to get votes. But as you can see, they were using that money to, you know, basically uh, fraudulently submit ballots. It's it's what Dinesh D'Souza was showing. The 10,000 mules, this is exactly mm-hmm. what was going on, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure here's the problem. The Democrats know where to cheat. I don't think they need to do that in Colorado. They just know where to cheat. And uh, so they, they, they're, they're very strategic at it. And they knew what to do to flip this, this election. And what are the Republicans done? What are they doing? I don't think nothing's changed. I don't see, I don't see a future for this, you know, 2024. If they're not stopping this, the Democrats have gotten given, been given the green light to do this some more. That is my concern. And the organizations like the DOJ and the rest of it are corrupt. They're part of the swamp and they um, seem to turn the other way or maybe uh, maybe, dare I say, even assist in some of these efforts. Right. Um, the Beltway yeah. establishment. They seem to be pretty comfortable with having the elections as they are, 
And if we want to change things or make some noise about it, well, they try to criminalize that kind of conversation. And obviously, they try to censor that kind of input on social media. You never get it on mainstream media, of course. But I just saw a poll again the other day, Jim, where two-thirds of the American people don't think the 2020 election was legit. Two-thirds of the American people think it was rigged. And that's amazing with all of the censorship and all of the lawsuits and all the rest of it that somehow the people just aren't buying what they're selling. They just don't believe the 81 million votes thing. They don't. I don't. I think that everyone recognizes in order for what we have in the White House to have won, significant vote fraud had to happen. It's just that uh, all the forces out there, our leadership have, and that includes the Republicans as well, said it was the safest election ever, you know, and when you have those repeat, those talking heads saying that, you know, until you have absolute proof, what are you going to do? Right. Well, you know, as I've said, establishment power kind of rests on a few key, should we call them myths right now? And you'll notice mm-hmm. that the establishment freaks out whenever you question them. And one of them is the integrity of the 2020 election, right? And another one is what uh, actually was going on on January 6th. Okay, if you question that, if you look into those details, um, that really freaks them out. That's two key planks that their power is resting on. And most of that power is resting on sort of the, the brainwashed masses sort of buying that. And then there are some commentators that take it upon themselves to try to go around enforcing those myths, which is always kind of mysterious to me why they would feel like they need to do that. But another one is sort of all of the hoaxes in mass that were wielded against Trump from spying on his campaign to Russia, Russia, and the rest of it all the way along. And they, they, they never will come out and admit that, you know, the Russia, Russia was a hoax and the rest of it. And so you probably still have about half the country thinking that, you know, Trump was over there colluding with Putin to win in 2016. And is that not completely ridiculous even at this point? I mean, I said it was ridiculous from day one and been banging the gong on that from day one. But they're mm. still they're still holding on to that, aren't they, in the media, Jim? Well, well, that uh, yes, but that shows the power of the media, doesn't it? Because yep. they, and the corruption of it. That drum. Yeah, well, I agree with you on it, but until we're willing, I mean, these people, and I would probably say the unaffiliated, will decide that they're not going to accept what is through our corrupt media and start going outside of that, it's not going to change because it just reflects. Right. You know, it, it sells the narrative, and that's what they want. I mean, I don't watch news at all anymore. I don't blame much, you. you know, You're just, you know, yeah. saving more brain space for stuff that isn't propaganda by not watching the news. So that's, you know, nothing wrong with that. Because, you know, these days, like Thomas Jefferson had said, that the people who read the newspapers <laughs> are far less informed about reality than the people who don't. And that was back in, even in his day. But it's never been more mm. true than now. In my opinion, you got to know how to find stuff. You got to know how to dig. And Elon Musk has made some improvements on Twitter. There's a bit more free speech there, which is why I think Bud Light is enduringly damaged as a brand, right? Because of free speech. There's a, there's a bit more of it on Twitter. But Jim, thank you for pointing that out to us all, and we'll be right back. Free to download Odyssey app. Backbone Radio. 
Amanda on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS. Welcome back to Backbone Radio. Yes, Matt Dunn on board here. And I was just recalling, you know, talking to Claire Dunn, country star, a bit ago from Colorado. That I've worked a little bit in southeast Colorado in the farming, ranching community, you know, back before I was saying went off to dental school. Started practicing dentistry right here in Denver. And I remember one time I was talking to this guy who ran his own farm and ranch, and he was opening his mail, and we were chatting, and, you know, I'm, am I high school? Yeah, I'm a high schooler that time, and he got something from the Republican Party, the Republican Party, talking about, you know, if you donate money to this uh, Republican Party Insiders Club, well, you're going to be an insider with these Washington, D.C. politicians with these Republicans out there in the Beltway. (laughs) And he, (laughs) it was just so funny that he was like, you know, as he was throwing it in the trash, I have exactly zero interest in being an insider in Washington, D.C. I have zero interest in hanging out with any of these kind of people. I don't have any interest in being an insider with these people and sending them, you know, money so that I can be an insider too. Yeah. (laughs) And I just thought, you know, and I had never quite heard that opinion expressed before, a bit of cynicism about politics. And I thought, you know, now that I'm up there a few more years than a greenhorn out there on on a farm... That that farmer knew exactly what he was talking about, if you want my opinion. You know how the fundraising pitches go. But Collar Jim just kind of got me on uh, on this, uh, this hoax business from the media. And Scott Adams, who does the Dilbert cartoons, you know those? And he's been a big uh, pro-Trump voice uh, over the years. But he's kind of a little bit weird, aloof, intellectual kind of guy and interesting. Sometimes he's all over the map, but... Definitely an interesting thinker, this Scott Adams. But apparently he likes to tangle with Stephen King, the writer of horror thrillers, you know, Stephen King, who is just a unrepentant, far leftist. Yeah, Stephen King. He's written some pretty solid books, probably, but uh, his IQ on politics is, in my opinion, sub-zero, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Anyway... So Stephen King sends out a tweet. So here's a question. If you consider yourself a loyal American, how can you possibly support a man who fomented insurrection in the United States Capitol? (laughs) And that's on August 11th. Stephen King tweets that out. And Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy, responds, Answer. I wasn't brainwashed into believing Republicans stage insurrections by wandering around in a building. (laughs) It's an absurd narrative half the country believes 
That's why you are so confused, Stephen King. You have literally been brainwashed by your team. And Scott Adams says, I'm a trained hypnotist, by the way, so I'm speaking as an expert. And then Scott Adams has this little quiz that he appends to the tweet. He says, find out how many times you have had this same experience of being brainwashed with this helpful little quiz. It's the hoax quiz. And just so I get a few of these hoaxes in here, how many of these media, leftist, establishment, ruling class, propaganda hoaxes do you still believe are true? Here's where you can take your test. One, Russia collusion hoax. Any takers still believe that one? Two, Steele dossier hooker story. Yeah, we called that one as hoax from the start. Three, Russia paying bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Hoax. Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Guess what? That is a hoax, too. As we've been saying all along, you can review the documents and the tape on that. And that was a hoax, folks. Five. Trump suggested drinking injecting bleach to fight COVID. That was another hoax. Six. Trump overfed koi fish in Japan. Another hoax. Seven. Trump cleared protesters with tear gas for a Bible photo op. And each one of these folks, I'm only at seven, was media pounded, pounded, echo chambered all across the propaganda spectrum on all your devices and all your screens. None of them were true. See how this works? Eight. Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. Yeah, remember that hoax from the 51 former Intel agency members? Yeah, they're still out there not repenting for that one, but they're part of all these other hoaxes anyway. Anyway, you see how this works. Nine, elections were fair because no court found major fraud. Okay, hoax. January 6th was an insurrection to overthrow the government. Hoax. Eleven, Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the beast limousine. Remember that hoax. Twelve, border patrol agents whipped illegal border crossers. <laughs> Remember how they manipulated that photo? Trump stored nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago. Thirteen, another hoax. Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot. That was a nice hoax. Fifteen, Trump mocked a reporter's disability. Boy, that hoax really... Really, they kept using that hoax for like five years. I mean, they just never gave up on that hoax, and that was a total hoax. But they went for it on that one. 16. Government spending to subsidize green products reduces inflation. That's another hoax. In fact, it is the opposite. 17. Trump invited Nick Fuentes to dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Hoax. 18. Twittergate was a dud. We learned nothing new or worrisome. That's not true. There was quite a bit of that Twittergate business. Matt Taibbi, remember his tweets on that? 19. Twitter does not shadow ban. Oh, that is. They shadow ban big time. And I know what I'm talking about there. 20. This is the last one I'll say. Twitter hate speech got worse under Musk. That's another hoax. Anyway, I just reeled off 20, and we could find 100 of these wall-to-wall propaganda, all-your-screens hoaxes from our corrupt ruling class 
Deep State Media, ladies and gentlemen, just one after another after another. And how did you fare on that test? Did you know all of those were hoaxes because you've listened here at Backbone Radio? Just because you're smart on your own and you use your own brain cells. And Blake, if I don't, if I can ask you on line one, uh, who do we have there? Okay, Jack in Wyoming, and we're a little shorter on time, but Jack, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, Matt, what you're talking to about is nothing new. In the late 40s or early 50s, Adelaide Stevenson made the statement that it, about the press letters. He made the statement that a newspaper editor's job is to separate the wheat from the chaff and then print the chaff. <laughs> Adelaide Stevenson was a, had so many great quotes. And believe it or not, your host has one in his head right now from Adelaide Stevenson. Quote, man does not live by words alone, despite the fact that he sometimes has to eat them. End quote. (laughs) But this is not new stuff. This has been going on in perpetuity. Yeah, it's how power works. It's how people who control power works. And they never want free speech. And they're always going to hoax you, try to manipulate you for power, control your mind, put you in a gulag. And like I was saying earlier, Thomas Jefferson said, The people in his day who read the newspapers were far less informed about reality than the people who did not read the newspapers. And that's 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 today, too. But, Jack, hope you're well in Wyoming, sir. Are you up there now or are you down Colorado way at the Colorado estate? No, No, I'll probably go down in a day or two. It's been a week since I've been down there. Well, all the best, sir. Here's the wall. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.